going first? Sure. Uh, my name is Caitlin Freeman. I grew up in Ojai, California. I went to college here in Santa Cruz, and now I live in San Francisco. Um, I graduated in 1997 um, with a photography major, and I was at Kresge College. My name is James Freeman. I'm from Humboldt County, Northern California. Uh, I graduated, what does it say, 90, 88, 80, 90, something like that. I was a philosophy major and a Stevensonian. What kind of student were you, Caitlin, at UC Santa Cruz? I was an art student. Uh -huh. I was very serious about spending time in the darkroom. Um, I was not very serious about taking very academically minded classes. I like to joke that my most, um, my Q requirement, do they still have Q requirements here? That was the quant quantitative, which was the most sciencey class I took, was called Earthquakes and You. Um, and, uh, but I studied photography. I, um, my college years were more about finding myself, um, kind of this extended growing up, um, finding my way of uh, wanting to live my life, um, going to a lot of punk rock concerts, and um, learning that I was a much more hands-on learner, hence being in the darkroom a lot, um, rather than a very academic classroom-focused learner. Were there uh, was there a teacher or teachers who had particularly strong influence on your life? teacher that I adored the most, her name was Ingeborg Gerdes, and she was a photography teacher. Um, she really had us out of the classroom a lot, and we spent a lot of time in San Francisco going to galleries and um, spending a lot of time at the SF MoMA. Um, and she had been like a street photographer in the mission in San Francisco. Um, in I think the 70s um, and she was just very, very cool very inspiring you know this she was very German but um, like she lived this like local life of all of these street photographers that we had been studying so you know the Gary Winogrands and the Robert Franks and she was this like strong female doing that in San Francisco and living in a super tough neighborhood in San Francisco and you know it sort of felt like um, there were no boundaries to what we could do like if she could be this like adorable thickly accented German woman kind of conquering the mean streets of the mission and then coming back and teaching all of us you know it felt like it felt like we could go make a a life however we wanted. Tell me about that moment of seeing her at the SF MoMA at your book signing. So, well, to begin with, she she took it to the SF MoMA often, and even though I was a photography student, I really loved these um, paintings by Wayne Thiebaud. There's one in particular called Display Cakes, um, and while everyone was off on the photography galleries, I would sneak down to look at this painting that I loved so much. And I loved it so much, I started uh, working at a bakery in Santa Cruz. Um, not necessarily because I needed the money, but I just wanted to be around cakes. So I would go work at 
the 4.30 a.m. shift and then be done around noon and then I would come off and do my um, my studies. I work in the darkroom. Um, and so then I started learning to make cakes after college and it became a job. And then by way of your company, Blue Bottle, um, we ended up having a cafe at the SF MoMA where I decided to make all the desserts inspired by art on display. Um, mostly because, you know, the Wayne Tebow cakes and that's how I had built my career. Um, and I wrote a book about all those desserts called Modern Art Desserts and we had a big book party for the release of it and Ingeborg came and it was so important, you know, there she was, the person who kind of opened my eyes to this world and, um, and there I was making cakes in this museum that was so important. It was really an amazing moment, this lady who was um, you know, still doing her work and still super inspiring and, and there she was. It was great. What kind of student were you at UC Santa Cruz? Mm, I've already apologized to Daniel, the head of the philosophy department, but I was a dilettante a little bit because I was focused on um, playing the clarinet and I was studying with Rosario and Carmel, my teacher Rosario Monteo, and I was very focused on having a career as a musician, but I wanted to study philosophy. I liked the subject matter, I liked the reading, I liked the discipline. So I was a spotty student. I had moments of triumph and then moments of mediocrity. Um, but I had, I had some good moments and I learned a lot of just about clarity of thought, clarity of expression. And it was inspiring to be in those classes sometimes with professors like Carlos Noreña, um, David Hoy, the Kant seminar guy, Professor Kashyap. Um, I talked about it in the talk, the, the chilling realization that I was in a horrible, horrible class for me when I took advanced symbolic logic and found out that it was two-thirds math majors. That's when I knew something horrible had just happened. Finish it? I did. I passed. I got my degree. I have it in a drawer to prove it. <laughs> Our time at UC Santa Cruz didn't overlap. I've been struck coming here uh, with you because we've never spent time on a campus together um, and how different our um, experiences were and what different students we were um, and how you know, we could have both existed in this place, both spending a lot of time in the arts complex, but we never would have known each other. Oh, you would have frightened me, super cool, super cute art student. <laughs> and yet, we still have this slug thread in common. Yes, we do. Um, being here now, uh, what do you appreciate um, about your days here on this campus? Wow, it's hard. It's just so beautiful. It's hard not to focus on that. Um, that seems shallow. No, I like that I could work. I work. It wasn't that I was a slacker. I worked very, very hard on my clarinet and practiced at the arts. It's now the theater arts building, but practiced at the arts college. Was always practicing. I, my work study job was an orchestra manager, and then I worked in the evenings in the office, checking out. There's a lot of like valuable. Um, early keyboard instruments, so I had the keys to those, and people would come, and I would unlock the rooms for, for the them. Keys to the keys. Keys to the keys. That's right. That's funny. 
Um, so I liked that there was a place for me. I was, you know, working adequately on my studies, but working very hard at the clarinet. There was a place for me here at UCSC for both of those things. Then I went off to graduate school in clarinet. I was able to make a living at it for a while until I didn't. Now I do this. <laughs> well, then what are your best memories of college? I would get, there's not a lot of early risers um, in the arts at UCSC when I was a student, maybe even now. And I would get to school pretty early in practice and I kind of had the run of the practice rooms myself when they would open up the offices. And I remember that, just like sitting down knowing I was the only one there. I liked that. I liked those memories. So you've been very successful in the coffee business, which is a far cry from studying seemingly a far cry from studying philosophy here at UC Santa Cruz mm. and then you know your work in, with clarinet performance and teaching um, how do you feel that your I mean I think that having this core education an important time being a banana slug how do you think that that has um, shaped the businessman you've become or the human you've become, not necessarily the business. You say that like there's a difference. Um, yeah, I liked, you know, there were the, the stakes were kind of low. I didn't have to worry about student loans because college was so cheap and I was living very inexpensively. You know, so this idea of the purity of expression, both in the philosophy department, as a musician, that I didn't realize that it wasn't very common to have that same sort of ideal when you start a business. So like the purity of expression in this business and making coffee and serving it, I think that's really helped me not be tethered too much to these dreary practicalities, you know, that I could just focus on what I thought was pure and beautiful and not, not realize that there were other options. Speaking of pure and beautiful, we're sitting here with our nine-month-old daughter napping on my chest. What would you wish for her in an education at UC Santa Cruz? Same sense of studying something because she wanted to, because she was interested in it, because she thought it was pure and beautiful and not having to do a cost-benefit analysis of what her studies were going to pay her. and what debt she was going to assume after them and how hard she would have to work to dig herself out. So that's what I hope for her.